Every day my employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world. Okay, let's start the show now. Yeah, because Alan's going to have like a, he's going to fucking start to short circuit. I mean, uh, it's yeah. his fault though for going ahead and saying all that crazy stuff, if you think about True. it. True. It's your fault, Jay. No, it isn't. How do I sound, guys? Do I sound, uh, am I coming in crisp and clear? Very Yeah, sexy. you sound great, man. Thank you. Appreciate all it. All right, yeah, yeah. Enough of smoking your ego and spat to me now. I'd yeah. like to think that. Jay, um... you sound like shit. I know I sound great. Fuck you, pal. <laughs> no, no, I know. You got like <laughs> a whole setup like going I, uh, on. Shoot. I sound like I had too many hey. Marlboros in my day. All mm, raspy and mm. stuff. Yeah, you're going to be the nice. cigarette smoking man before you know it, just like the way you dreamed of it. I'm getting there. Yes, but you are. Only How do you smoke there. cigarettes? No, I abate. Oh, gay. All right, all right. So, as we are here, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say this. Welcome to tonight's presentation here, because it is time to start things up. It is the Monster Fest edition of the J360 Hangouts. Take it away! Okay, fine. We'll team up. I'm J-Man, and this is J360 Hangout, here on... Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Uh, hey, what's going on, J360 Legion? How are you all doing tonight? This is J-Man, of course, here for the, uh, let's see, how many episodes have we made? Um, damn, too many. Uh, no, not too many. This is, like, episode 18 of the J360 Hangouts, and, of course, you know we're celebrating with the Monster Fest. And there's the lightning again. Well, you see, the thing is, uh, you're gonna have to forgive J-Man because, uh, <laughs> well, just got finished watching the Wishmaster series and I'm a little out there right now. But hey, joining me tonight, because I don't get to join this stuff alone, is uh, Marco, of course. Hi, how you doing? Hello. Yep. And Alan, who is indisposed right now because he was over there talking about Bones and they finally caught up with him. It hurt my feelings deeply. Yeah. Yeah, well, That's go ahead and say get. hi to the audience, Al. Jam, man. Hello, hello. There you go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> we're finally here. First first day of October and all that jazz. J-Man gets older in about 29 days. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It should be a festival. <laughs> it is a festival. It's all hail J-Man day. <laughs> all hail J-Man? <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'll get, I like the, that. I'll get the pogs ready. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. We'll all have a good the, time on that one. Hard work, good sir. Don't you forget it. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Al's been talking about pogs for a while now. Did you guys ever uh, um, get in a fight over like somebody trying to take your slammer? 
pulled a shiv on a guy about it, and I was kidding. I literally, I I bit a kid in second grade because of it on the hand. Well, hey, man, slammers are important. Serious business in the Pogs game. Hey, it was an Earthworm Jim slammer. Yeah, it was oh, super hard to find. By all means. Yeah, all yeah, all, yeah. yeah. It's so justified. I, I, I fucked that kid's hand up. <laughs> you, know, you know you had to. Yeah, did I mean. Your mom, did your mom give you the scold when you were in the car on the way home? Yeah, I, I, my mom's first response was just like, you bit him? <laughs> that was it. And like, why not punch him in the face? Why did you bite him? Like oh. a fucking mongrel. <laughs> Scrapper. Yeah. What's up with what's up with Alan and Chibs? Uh, I don't know, what man. He, he 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 done saw this prison documentary and he just became about I did. that life. Yeah. Mm-mm, I get you. All right. Yeah. Bunch of a lot of things, and I'm bored. Shoot. When he goes to Sam Quentin, man, and he get mad, <laughs> <laughs> he running shit. Yeah, he's gonna have a field day. You know it. I'm proud of him, though. I mean, I'll be looking at him saying, man, shoot. I like it, Al. You holding it down on this. He's like, yeah, man. No man can hold me. Al will be all tough and shit. <laughs> That's how he comes out sounding. He's like, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. scary shit. Yep, he got on his sunglasses and stuff, and then he's wearing like a Buffalo Sabres hat and trying to talk some shit. He we'll comes out and he steps hand. on his vape and he like pulls out a pack of cigarettes because he's just tougher now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. This yeah. Vape. I'd be like, man, I don't have time for vape now. I'm straight to my lungs, Yo, man. Shoot, the state can't hold me, motherfucker. Thanks, I, like how, I, I like how Al's like almost gangster voice is kind of sling blade, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little tougher now, yeah. Need some sugar crackers and shouldn't be talking like that, just boy. Yeah, yeah. Peanut butter crackers. Dude, Sling Blade is like probably one of the most underrated comedies I've ever seen in my life. Like I keep saying, man, there should be like a little team up or like a double special marquee between that and Forrest Gump. I'm telling you that right now. The that would have been sick. They, yes. they could have been like the first Avengers. They could have just been like fucking Forrest Gump is like the Flash and Sling Blade is just retarded. Well, remember mm-hmm. that Mad TV parody of Sling Blades? It was freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Where he teamed up with Blade? That was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, where's your friend? He's getting French fries. It's so funny. Like, Mad TV has some fucking classic sketches, but, like, no one uploads them. And, and like, unless you saw the show, you'd never fucking know. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, just to hunt down those Matt sketches T- is actually pretty fun. Anyway, you were saying? Yeah. You feel bad for Mad TV, though, because, like, I have no idea. Their sketches were amazing, but. For some reason, people just remember those shitty music parodies that they did. Which yeah, ones? the music parodies were bad. I, you know, it's funny. Like, I mean, I guess maybe in hindsight, like SNL had a lot. Like, it, SNL had a few that were good before, like Lonely, the Lonely Island guys were on there for like three years, right? Right. But like, like it's kind of crazy because fucking and Living Color, I would say, out of all those like comedy variety shows, had the best uh, song parodies. I think probably because In Living Color most definitely had, like, the funniest cast of all time, I would say. And everybody knew what they were talking about and writing about, too. So, like, when they yeah. went and they gave that performance, they weren't phoning it in. Like, I remember, um, fuck, what is his name? I'm spacing out his name. Tommy Davidson mm-hmm. did, like, the, the Michael Jackson 
parody, but it wasn't even like the video. It was like a parody of Michael Jackson's like long ass music video intros where he's like the Panther, but he's like stomping on cars and stepping on cans and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. When he was busting yeah. shit up in black or white. Yeah. And then like fucking uh, Jim Carrey did like the snow parody. Yes. And full for informer. Yes. Yeah. Like a fucking a way ahead of its time. Cause now informers a meme, it but is. in living color was doing that shit. Fucking Early. even before SNL was doing it or attempting to do it. Uh, well, she, you can tell like as soon as they had competition, man, they stepped up their game, but Oh yeah. God, don't you just hate it when they bring back a show and then like that show just doesn't take because of all this extra crap. It's like, you're not even telling people what they, what they need to hear, or you're not even giving them any sort of gist of comedy at all. You're just trying to please everybody. Yeah. You know, Sad. it's funny. Like, it's even worse when they try to make, like, Sinbad the host of the Vibe talk show. Remember that? Oh, man, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. You know, it's just bad when, like, the last the last episode no one ever saw because apparently on set, the fucking bleachers the audience sat in, it caved in. <laughs> and it hurt, like, hundreds of people. And then so they just canceled the show outright because of all the people they had to pay out. Well, you know... When you make something and you have, like, a set, you might want to so make I, sure that stuff is taken care of. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that show went from sin bad to sin worse. You know what I'm saying? Get, get out. Get out. Get out. That's, that, that's <laughs> enough. That, that's enough, dude. I, I love you, man. You're, you're, you're like a brother to me, but what the? No. <laughs> <laughs> If there was ever a time for a cricket, like, sound clip. It's more like an observation, really. More like a factoid. I don't care what the explanation is. That shit hurt. Stop. <laughs> I literally almost threw my Xbox game controller when you said oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you oh, know what? I, I, it turns out that, you know, Wishmaster 3 and Wishmaster 4 couldn't kill me. But I'm alive now because of that nonsense right yeah. there. Yeah, you're That's fired up. Scary shit, man. Th- thank you, but fuck you, Marco. All right, man? So, <laughs> Jay. second time you got it today. I know, I know. So as, as speaking from like the audience's point of view, for anyone coming in fresh, what is what is the Monster Fest to anyone who might be tuning in for the first time? Well, the Monster Fest is a six-week celebration of horror and monsters and all sorts of other crazy stuff to go bump in the night. And I'm not talking about what your mom and your dad do or the mailman. I'm talking about like all sorts of wild stuff that happened during All Hallows' Eve. It is our Horror Fest celebration. We discuss movies, rape movies, talk about like haunted creatures and different stories that take place. And it's a company-wide event. Starting with the nice. mini bites all the way to all the way to the hangouts, all the way to the power play. And then, of course the J Man show ties it all together. So like anything that deals with the supernatural or anything is involved nice. in the Moss Fest. So, like, uh, you know what you should do is, like, remember those characters from um, Hellraiser are called Cinnabites? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, they should be next, right? <laughs> yeah, are you going to, are you going to do that or not? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we got a pretty big list, but I can see if I can try to squeeze them in. That's the thing, because if, if it's going to be like what I went through right here with, with Wishmaster, mm, I don't know. As long as we don't do the top three, we're fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give yeah, people yeah. Something, are... to, something new to look at, and they can laugh at it too. I feel like a. I feel like there's a lot of 
forgotten or overlooked good horror movies. You yeah, know? tons of them. Um, I think one of them. Did you ever see one for anyone listening? Like, uh, it's one called High Tension, which is like really, really interesting. It's like a French horror film. Um, it's fucking crazy. Really, really good. Like typical, atypical. Like, oh, there's a slasher killer coming after me, but then like twist at the end is like real nuts. Really, really interesting. Ooh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I remember this one called, um, it's called, uh, the clown or something like that. The guy puts on a clown suit because like the clown didn't show up for his kid's birthday. So he, oh. became the clown, and like that thing became like, he became the mass pretty much. It was almost like a, like an adult version of like a goosebump story. Almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's that goosebump story where like that kid puts on like, it happens twice. Like somebody puts on like a superhero mask or is it like that goblin mask that the kid puts on and he like starts turning into the monster, right? Something it was like the, that. It was the Haunted Mask series. Right. Where like that one, the one dealt with the girl who put on like this one mask and she could be frightening, but she could never pull it off. And then like yeah. later on her friend ended up getting one who obviously doesn't listen to her at all. Went to the same mass store, picked up the same, picked up yeah. an older person's mask <laughs> so that he could be like going through the same shit. I'm like, for real, y'all don't talk. Is that that that's what's going on? Sure don't. <laughs> yeah, not. she's like, look what I got. Turns around, she's all fucking a monster now. Yeah, and then he's and then he's turned into like an old man and can't really do anything. He's like, how oh, how can I get out of this situation? I'll yeah. deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Ah, goosebumps, man. Like, that was classic back in the day. Like, none of the stories were really scary, per se, but, you know, they they kept you busy. And the thing is, like, you enjoyed it for a while. Like, if you didn't care about what was going on on Fear Street, which is another good series, you know, the show is at Goosebumps. Fear Street was way better than Goosebumps. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Wasn't that one, like, an actual show for a while, too? Yes, it was. And I hear they're trying to bring it back. Yeah. And it will fail. You know what? Can I can I tell you a movie that got like a lot of uh, it got like a lot of praise and like a lot of buzz, but I thought it was like whatever. And they just made a they just released a sequel for it was Don't Breathe, where the guy's just like blind, and that's what makes him scary. He's like a he's just like a fucking dog, just like sniffs you out. For real? That, that's actually a thing. That's the movie. The movie is that he's blind and that he, like, captures girls, right? And then you find out that he's, like, artificially inseminating them with his, like, semen. I don't know why. I don't really remember. I just remember thought it... Yeah, I just thought, like, if you're you're battling against a blind man, all you have to have is, like, a pocket full of, like, random rocks and, like, pieces of metal. And couldn't you just, like, keep throwing things, like, at the opposite end of the room and just distract that fool until, like, you just take off out of there? You would think, because yeah. how did he have all this extra, like, how did he plan all this stuff out in order to capture somebody? I don't know. I have no idea. That is supernatural. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It just sounds fucking stupid to me, and they made a sequel, and obviously nobody saw it, so that's fine. That's okay. Yo, who is there- fun in these sequels? Direct to DVDs. Isn't that funny that that there's no more direct to DVD? Everything just goes like a streaming platform. It's the Uh, bubble. 
Well, it saves on money. Um, it saves on money for those, you know, sort of like, you know, purchasing all the DVDs, box art, everything like that. You know, they can yeah. simply stream it out. I mean, it, it's it's an easier way to do it, to be fair. I mean, it kind of sucks, though, because, like, doesn't it kind of make it harder? Like, people think, oh, it's uh, better because they're, like, a cut cost. Uh, cut co- I'm sorry, cut costs. Cuts costs, sorry. But in the end, um, like, aren't you losing, like, your chances of seeing the movie? Like, you know, compared to, like, say you were, like, at a video store or yeah. Walmart and you see it in the bargain bin. You're like, oh, I'll take a chance on it. But now, like, yeah. if you're on a... But now you're on a streaming platform, and it's all fair game. You could see an actual really good horror movie, or take a chance in your little horror movie. Yeah, it gets buried in like the the shuffle of everything that's on there. Because like, dude, if you go through like the horror category, I was gonna say section of, of uh, Netflix, it's like just fucking swamped with just like shit. Like, there's just like a lot of bad stuff, and I. I ironically like love bad horror movies, right? Like I love being surprised with a really good one, but I feel like a good solid horror movie is kind of like a thing of the past, you know. Oh, with all this sneaking shit that's going on nowadays on the airwaves and stuff, or what is being prepackaged and no effort being thrown in, kind of like Wishmaster Four, yeah. So, about Wishmaster, what is there like an interlinked story? Do you want to? Is there anything that the audience should know? Like, where the fuck, like, where does this go? Like, what is Wishmaster, and then how many are there, and where where did it go for you, Jay? Well, to be fair, there was a story about it. Like, there's supposed to be this whole interdimension, and the thing is, like, um, the, the djinn is supposed to grant every wish, right? Especially to the person that released them from his, uh, his gem, which he's contained in. It's called the Gem of Flames. And if he gets that third wish, he actually can break the barrier and then all the other gens can actually go- join into the uh, earth plane whatever you know kind of like how mortal Kombat was yeah yeah parallel is, dimensions like, and all that yeah pretty much just want to take care of, take over earth and see like every time he has a hard time in the first movies trying to get that third wish by the time that we're even in the third one there is no third wish pretty much the girl tries to kill herself and then right. nothing gets resolved out of this because you don't even see the djinn in like most of that movie. And then like for the fourth one here, well, the djinn falls in love <laughs> after he gets the third wish Why? and pretty much stalls the movie trying to figure out what human love is instead Aww. of doing his damn job. So the fourth one is just Beauty and the Beast. No, no, not, not quite, no. <laughs> no, the, no, the third one was Kazam, you know, after he was set free, you know, he, he decided to be with the woman. Like, it, and they uh, tried really hard to be funny. Like, you ever see those movies with that, like, when they're going bad, they're funny, and that's their saving grace? This movie just shits on all of it and insults you. Like, by the time, you just really need to just stop with the second one. The second one was really good, because, you know... Yeah. In the end, she like those two characters for like the two main characters for the first one and the second one managed to beat him because of trickery, kind of like dealing with a monkey monkey's paw kind of um situation. You know, you word your wishes to the best of your ability, and so that you can go ahead and get something fulfilled, but you know everything costs something. Now, when you go up against the wishmaster, it costs you your soul. They did it right because they were at that third wish. And they use it to right. defeat him. Whereas 
The this this shit is crazy. <laughs> so uh, the you know the I get like I think for me as a horror fan I I think about like the wish concept right right and the hardest it's like kind of like time travel to me where it's like I, I it's an interesting concept yeah but it also like inherently is kind of lazy you know like rarely do people get it right like the wish concept right and and it shows man because like by the time you get to this third and fourth one there's nowhere to go except for just start riffing it and like none of these characters have motivation the people are just phoning this in you can tell like some of them are like this is my big break and it's like yeah you're gonna be at that mcdonald's a little longer right yeah 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 weird it's just like you know they're not even trying at this point, but you know. Because like, if you're if if you're in that movie and you're that character and you find this gin or a genie or whatever it is, wouldn't you just wish for endless wishes, and then I mean, never if, even if, make the other two? If you were smart, you probably would. But he'd find a way around that too if he was written well enough. Like in the first one, man, like he was smart as f- he was always two steps ahead. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. the, like the girl said, I want you to kill yourself, blow your brains out. And then he went ahead and had a gun and he fired it in his, uh, he literally fired his brains out and he said, what is eternal cannot die. But if it's any consolation that hurt like hell now make your wish. Ah, uh, see now that was, that, that was a smart villain right there. Kinda yeah. It's clever when you look at it, but see, it's, yeah, clever. yeah, but it's clever. It's like witty. It's yeah. like, well, what did you think? He's fucking, he's a genie. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. you expect him to destroy himself? I mean, come on. There are there yeah. are rules in play at this. Mm. And to be fair, it's like, you know, he doesn't really kill people entirely without their help. You know what I'm saying? They usually yeah. have to wish for things. And it's usually something selfish that people don't really think that is selfish. And it ends up destroying them as much as coming true. Now, so, is is, is like cool. the folly of their wish more like Twilight Zony? Like, is it Twilight Zony? Like, how the irony is is kind of like hidden in the wish somewhere, or the result of the wish, or no? Is it more just like happenstance that gets somebody killed? In the first one, yes. In the first one, yes, it's very much like that. But by the time uh, you get to the sequels, you can tell that they don't well thought, you know, it's the production company that got their hands on this, not like the original writers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we franchised it, so we hire whoever we want for two, three, and four. No. Jeez. (sighs) Alan, what's your wish? (laughs) Was that like scary movie though? Like, um, like the first two were made by the Wayne's brothers, and then after, like, they just gave it to a new director. Yeah, yep, yeah, each yeah. And every time. And I think they came back for like, what was like the good one with Charlie Sheen in it, right? That was like, three. No, the yeah. Wayne's brothers had no part of that one. Well, there was one that they came back for, and they made a big deal about it, and then you find out that they just come on to like consult on it. They didn't even like really work on it. Oh no 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 no! It was the um, the Zucker brothers, the guys who made Airplane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. and it was like it was like once they were like at Scary Movie Six, it was fucking crazy. Like what a weird what a weird point to bring the Zucker brothers in. That's fucking crazy. 
Well, no, they no the Zuckerberg. Uh, they started at three, which was actually a really good film. Film. And then <laughs> no, I'm just one, I'm Yeah, one. It was actually a good movie, like one. And then uh, four was really bad, and then I didn't bother to watch the rest. What's better, scary movie or disaster movie? Scary, scary movie. movie. Uh, I disagree. I'm just kidding. What? I'm just fucking. <laughs> or like, what's epic movies? Another one, right? Like, what is what is the other ones that kind of like they Play-Doh churned there, out? There was date movie, epic movie, and um, superhero. What was movie. it? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least superhero movie had some saving grace because you know, like, hey, it was during the height of the superheroes, so it was pretty funny. Like early two thousand superheroes. I'll get I'll get tons of hate for this. But superhero movie has like Spider Man homecoming vibes. It does. Yeah. It's fucking I mean, I don't I don't like homecoming. <laughs> but like it's literally almost they're they're like as good as the other to me. Like hey, they, they, hey. Yeah. Now, I, I know this has nothing to do with horror movies, but why would you get hate from that? I mean, it wasn't that good. I'm a major Spider Man fan, and I can clearly tell you Homecoming was kind of lacking, if you think about it. Compared uh-huh. to the Rimey films, I th- I think it was pretty lacking. I think, if anything, hey. it was like, this is the trial version. True, true, very true. Y- you but know what I'm saying? Kind of, ho- kind of horror-related, I think. Wasn't the guy who directed that clown movie the one who directed the Spider-Man movies now? Like, he's the director, right? Oh, uh, who, uh, Watts? Yeah. yeah. I think he did, but still, at the same time, it's like... You know, he's good at horror, but when it comes to Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, I think that's why, like, it made me interested, but the second I saw the trailer for Homecoming, I was like, oh, it does. It really does not matter who you get to direct these fucking movies. They're just going to make themselves at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, and speaking of which... Well, go on, go on. You are saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there are... There are um, horror elements. Like, do you think that horror directors, just kind of jumping off this point, like, do you think horror directors are more applicable to other genres of movies? I think any director can be more applicable to any sort of genre. It's just that, you know, are they going to do it their way or are they going to do what the studio tells them? Are they going to do what they think is right or are they going to do what, you know, whoever signed the check is going to do? That's the thing. You see, there's probably lots of great directors out there, but when the machine is there and they're doing what it tells them to do, there it is. Yeah, because like you look at the history of movies that translate well and break through audiences, you have like Sam Raimi did Evil Dead and then applied a lot of that to Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, which he did. And then you have um, you have Samberg who did Lights Out and then like fucking Shazam. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess the two instances I would say were like those directors have really, really translated uh, well, like the content that they're making almost like um, it can be. A, I think because horror is innately fantastical to begin with, like if you can if you can capture that, I feel like you're able to do more with fantasy concepts. Right. So, like, I don't think you could ever get fucking. I mean, look at what happens when you get, like, Ridley Scott to direct, like, an Egyptian epic, and it's fucking terrible. 
you know, but it's all fantastical where it's like god kings with like lizard heads and shit like that. And it's mm-hmm. just it's absolute shit. You oh, know. Yeah, but at the same time it's like you got to really look and see like who actually marketed this film, who believed in this film. Is it a lot of Ridley Scott's uh, ego like you know, little things like that. I mean, <laughs> I think it's you... I think it's fair to say that everything Ridley Scott does is just his ego now. I think yeah, that I think pretty much. Yeah, I don't think Fox is pining for more alien movies because obviously once Disney bought them, there are no more of those movies. Well, not only that, but I mean, you know, The Predator was such a winner. Oh, yeah. Fucking God. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, I know what I was saying about the big three, but I also remember mentioning this a long time ago. I got to look at Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2 for the Moss Fest. You know what? I had to. I give the first one credit. The first, the first one, one knows exactly fine. what it's doing. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's fucking a team up monster mash movie, whatever. Yeah, but but I just remembered I gotta get requiem and then I gotta wash my eyes out and look at something else. Uh, <laughs> you know, little things. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I remember like, Alan saying that he loved Freddy versus Jason. Is that true? Oh yeah. Hey, oh. remember what I told you about that? The rules in the oh, preload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hell's wrong yeah, with yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. messing. I'm just messing. But you know, to be fair, um, oh god, god, I was just thinking about it not too long ago. I think the worst thing a director could do is become complacent because if you're not careful with that, chances are people are going to know your tricks. They're going to know all the things that you do, and you'll be like M Night Shyamalan, just hoping, hoping for that win again. And then like you <laughs> had to go back to um, Unbreakable's universe for that win. Oh. You know? Yeah, and that wasn't a win. That was a whiff. That was like a whoops. My bad. I shouldn't have done this. Um, I mean, Lady in the Water yeah. really didn't help either. So it's like you know. Yeah, I I think Split should have been it. <laughs> I think he should have just gone out strong and fucking said, "That's it. I'm out. I tap." <laughs> um, you know what's funny though is that that series he did on Apple TV is really fucking good, but no one saw it, of course. Um, What's the name of it? Oh, fuck. What was it? It's the one where the lady gets, like, the baby, and it's supposed to be a doll, but it comes to life. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it's got, I like, didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, it's fucking great, and it's really interesting how he did it, and, like, you could tell that he had complete control over that as well and that's like to go back to what you're saying though too is it depends on what a director wants to do you know what i mean if you gave me like hundreds of millions of nickelodeon money i would i would fuck up the last airbender too i don't care what the fans say i I guess i mean because i mean that's story for another episode about holding a series on like this high pedestal too but um yeah just i mean like the show was fine it had its run i mean damn do we really need another one in live action form? No. No. You know I mean, saying? like, that's the thing, too, is, like, we can't leave great animated series just alone. We can't just let them be. I mean, if right? it's that that important, I mean, like, look, let's just go ahead, rerun the series on broadcast television again. Oh, wait, that's not really a thing anymore. But you know what I mean. Run it, run it through the cycle again. And then yeah. while you're at it, finish up The Legend of Korra if you did, because that really wasn't finished. What they did there was a rush job. Go on ahead and mm. finish that whole thing out. 
then make a third series dealing with the same line, and there you go. It happened with Ben 10. Yeah, they make like they fucking still make live action movies of that crap. Yeah, you know? and the, the, of varying quality. Yeah, no one cares. No one gets pissed off. <laughs> you nah. know what I mean? Like, the Not fuck is all. the difference? <laughs> yeah, but then, then again, some of these people went back and came and destroyed He Man. So let's just not, um, you, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, and then yeah, they did yeah. the same thing with Thundercats too. But like, stay in the task. It's kind of the same with like some horror films. Some people just do it because of the novelty of those characters, and not necessarily yeah. just trying to create something that could be the next icon, could be the next big thing. And that's what J Three Sixty Productions is about. We don't want to remake these things entirely. We want to give you different. Do you think, um, do you think entertainment is missing horror icon? Do you think, because there's a lot of interesting ways to create horror icons, but then it's like the people kind of decide who the horror icons are, right? Like what stands out at the time. Usually they do. Cause I mean, like remember when Cloverfield came out? And, like, yeah. everybody was talking about how great it was and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, hey, right. we're looking forward to that sequel. But Abrams and Reeves were like, oh, we don't know. Well, we, maybe. <laughs> like, no, that is the perfect time to jump on it. You don't really have to go into all the specs about Clover if you had to. But right there, Clover was an icon. And I'm saying that in reference to the monster because that's what they called it on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but then they give us 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is okay, but... It wasn't really what, you know, it was supposed, it was its own thing. It was a parallel story, and that's fine. But people yeah. wanted a sequel to deal with that monster and what was going on. Yeah. And then I think, like, do you think that also becomes a case of, like, here's a really cool concept they came up with, and then outside of that, they were like, oh, we really don't have any. Like, we literally, it was only as deep as, like, a monster shows up, and it'd be cool to fuck up New York. You know, I mean, kind of like a kid, like a kid playing with his toys. You know what I mean? Like, well, most uh, of the time here movie, it comes. A movie is kind of like that. A kid playing with its toys. I mean, you know, you think about things like, like certain things that go down with um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and like, you know, Pumpkinhead to a point. Like all that stuff that's going on, it is technically a man playing with his toys, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and and usually you would like to see like. Some people would love to see New York go through something. Hey, we don't have the rights to Godzilla. Let's make a Godzilla-esque kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. And then at that point, develop the mythology as you go if you must. But, you know, like, if you have people wanting more, you know, why not go for that? Yeah. I mean, because that, that was kind of the big troll with Super 8. I think people thought Super 8 was going to be like this horror monster prequel to Cloverfield, right? Because that's like how it was kind of marketed. Like, yeah. here's a monster that looks kind of like it that showed up in a craft in the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost kind of doing, like, E.T. with the Cloverfield monsters. And then you start to think, like, oh, wait a minute, no, this is just a stupid bad movie. My bad. Oh, my God. You know? Like, when so many people were in that theater, and I was there, too, of course, because I, I, I wanted to see the monster. I didn't care about the plot. I just wanted to see the monster. And um turned out that it was actually a friendly monster being abused and held against its will. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the yeah. little kids, they, 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 they knew about it. And, you know, pretty much J.J. Abrams' version of E.T. turned on its own. 
I mean, at least yeah. he did take his own spin on it, but at the same time, I never look at J.J. Abrams as like this great wonderkin to filmmaking. As a matter of fact, I think the man in his way kind of destroyed filmmaking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think um, I think when you manage to get something like Star Wars and contort it into a position of like being unfucking recognizable And um, pretty much obliterate Star Trek like anything. Oh, hey, Al, yeah. remember? Uh, yeah, I remember. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I I just I just got done watching. Um, you know, I'm kind of mixed on it. I literally just got done watching Star Trek uh, Nemesis the other day. That movie was terrible. <laughs> that's the uh, that's like the con sequel, right? That they tried to disguise. No, no, no. This was the one that flopped so bad that they caught the J.J. Abrams movie just to happen. That's right. That's right. That's the one before the reboots, correct? The sign. Yeah. What's the come? Yeah. There we go. Oh, it was so bad. I could not believe what they did. I mean, do you think that, like, okay, so even to kind of use that idea with like the horror movies, do you think that, like, a cool concept? Yeah. Right. So, like, let's take like the Cloverfield thing. Like, we have this idea for a monster scenario. And they're just going to be running through it and blah, blah, blah. And all this crazy shit is going to happen. This lady's going to get swollen and pop like that girl from Willy Wonka and all this other shit. And then outside of that, do you think they go like, damn, we really don't have any ideas. <laughs> like we are fucking like outside of it, it potentially just being like a Godzilla carbon copy. What the fuck else would this be? You know? See, at that point, it might as well have just been a short film, but if they're, like, knee-deep in middle production, isn't that why you always have, like, a writer on staff to go ahead and try to, you know, write and make this work? You know, I I know it's, like, on the nose, but there's usually somebody there to go ahead and craft something to doctor it. I think with something like Cloverfield, too, like, that would have been better had, like, they never even attempted to address sequels. I think they should have just been like, nah, that's what it was. Like... Well, you the can't out acting. That's kind of what it was, <laughs> except for like I, that I know, show we but got then on like Netflix. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, we did see yeah. the monster at the end, or one of them, the Cloverfield, right? But this time it was like bigger than the planet, which makes absolutely zero fucking sense. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, is. Wishmaster is known, but would you consider it iconic or like C-list iconic? Definitely C-list. Because hmm. a lot of people don't talk about it's known, but it's not known to yeah. the heights of the big three. And if you can have it like to the point where everybody's talking about it or something like that, then there's a there's a chance. But once again, it's like something you got to survey people on. Yeah, I feel like... Uh... I mean, maybe the maybe there's the big three just because they're easily, maybe because kids can draw them simply. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, possibly. I feel like I feel like because they're so simple that that becomes why. So, like, we were talking before we recorded about Pumpkinhead, and like, that's by far like a crazier looking monster. Oh right? yes. That would definitely give any kid nightmares seeing it for five seconds. Um, so I wonder what what do you think in that divide over time as films go on 
keeps Pumpkinhead from being up there with like the commonplace big three of horror movie icons. Well, considering that he only has, um, see, a lot of these, uh, the big three, they're well over, like, three movies and stuff. You know mm. what I mean? And then, like, they also get a lot of, they also get a lot of TV time, too. Because, like, anytime Friday the 13th's around, of course, you know, one of the networks that got those syndication rights, they're going to show Jason. All right? Right. Like, when it comes to, like, Pumpkinhead, they're not going to show Pumpkinhead, like, as much as they should. You would think, like, every October 1st, they would go ahead and run through, like, with Pumpkinhead 1, Pumpkinhead 2, and there is a third one out there, actually. Mm-hmm. So you would think they'd run through those, and they run through, like, Species, or they run through, like, um, Extra, which Extra is pretty fucked up, but still, you would run it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Little things. No, like I get that. you. Yeah, yeah. God, Extra was weird. Got a rate There's though. a lot. There's a lot of... It's funny. Something I, I remember seeing as a kid in, like, you know, like, mom-and-pop video stores was, like, Puppet Master, all these, like, full-moon entertainment horror movies. Now, those are awesome. They are fucking great. And it's so funny because I would say that they have a lot of characters that are by far fucking way more interesting than the big three. Oh, yes. Right. Like, like the concept of the Puppet alone. Master... Yeah, demonic toys is fucking crazy. Like, but the puppet master concept is like a Jewish puppet maker who gets murdered right in front of the of his dolls that he makes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I think what happens is like his blood, you know, typical movie mumbo jumbo, like his blood or his soul or whatever transfers over X, Y, and Z, and then like. There's this really interesting idea of like a revenge movie wrapped around the typical like possessed doll concept. Right? And they happen to be Nazis. So like the audience now is fucking rooting for the possessed toys. Like, what a fucking flip. Mm-hmm. And that's by far way more interesting than like a kid finds a white mask and stabs his sister, and then here's eighteen movies. Yep, over and over again. Yeah. Like either yeah. way, Michael has to kill Judith. I mean, it's always like that. I Good mean, point, like, Al. I, I, <laughs> oh, you like that? I, I mean, I, I mean, you guys. That, that that was funny, but you know, we are we do got to pull you in on a few of these, man. Anytime <laughs> you want to, you know, anytime. <laughs> Tag. We we're gonna put a heart monitor sound effect in this, and when we think Al might be dying, it starts to flatline. <laughs> Possibility. Nice. Um. Well, for Pumpkinhead, why it really, honestly, like, was it even a really? I mean, I understand like the effects were really good, but that movie really wasn't set up to succeed like the other movies really were. Like, yeah, it was just kind of there. I mean, but, you know, to be fair, even if it wasn't, like, there's a lot of movies that wouldn't achieve anything, but people liked it. You know what I mean? And then they keep it relevant. Like, when Candyman's new movie came in, like, people were, like, sold on Candyman. Yeah. I will never understand why people were sold on Candyman. I mean, it's, I mean, like, primarily for the time being, um... It's it's a relative. Technically, it's a love story because it's a black man that falls in love with a white woman, and then he's like and gutted. Um, and so that's why he comes back with the hook on his hand and bees and in his chest. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's amazing that a lot of the older movies had had a deeper level. Like like the thing was about the Cold War paranoia. Yes, yes, it was. You know, like they live is literally like foreshadowing what twenty twenty was for people. Yeah, a in whole fucking lot of like consumer culture, right? In like nineteen eighty three. Even dude, even down to the black and the white guy fighting each other for no reason. Yeah, to put on the glasses like, so that they can really see what was going right. on. Yeah, like why were they so angry at each I other? Mean, they had no I idea. Mean, I mean, hell, that's Twitter. Yeah, well, hell, any yeah, social yeah. media site. To be honest with you, so it's like, I don't know. I, I think that's that's what's kind of crazy because you look at iconic iconic characters in like. You have like your Captain Americas and your Spider Mans, right? And we kind of know why those stand out, you know? Of course. Um, because there's like an ethos to them. But like, <clears throat> there are more interesting, deeper concepts with other horror movie characters. But I think what I was saying is true, though, too. Like, the Pumpkinhead movies, the sequels after, obviously not as good. But then again, like, how many of the Halloween. And, and it's debatable well, if the first one is even really that good. You know what I mean? In comparison. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you really didn't get any backstory entirely in the first one until, like, the second one came out. And even then, you had to put pieces together. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like how Maniac Cop. Remember Maniac Cop? Like, yeah. you really didn't know why the hell he was doing all that stuff until you got the backstory in the second Maniac Cop. And even yeah, yeah, exactly. deal with some other stuff. Third one sucked on that, though. But, like, what it is is that, you know, a long time ago, like, you know, the USA Network used to be about this because they used to have up all night kind of special where they would yeah. play those old things over and over again. And, like, anybody who was up at the time, they would know about those movies. And then they would go ahead and be like, hey, you know, I, I would know somebody like Richard Kazar or somebody, you know, that, that appeared in that and be like, hey, mm-hmm. let's talk to him and things. And, like nowadays with podcasting and stuff, but we can't talk to him now. He's gone. He's no longer with us. But you know what I mean. Like there yeah. are ways to make these things relevant again. And with our way back machine on things, we can do anything we want. That's true. That's 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 pretty true. <sighs> I mean, it's usually up to us to keep it relevant. But like I also said, there's a lot of different like the ones that are mentioned that we were talking about, like. They got well over three movies. They got like you've bound to have seen one of them, one or two of them. Yeah, everybody's yeah. They they like push them on you, even if you didn't want them. They made how many like Freddy movies for no reason? Mm -hmm. And then Scream, Scream was getting up there. Matter of fact, Scream's supposed to have a fifth one coming out. Think about it. (sighs) Did you ever see the fourth Scream movie? I left it alone, man, because the third one wasn't all that good. Dude, the fourth screen movie is absolute shit. Ugh, well. And and Wes Craven directed it. Well, you know, once again, that's... You know, technically he was involved with Wishmaster 1. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, if we go based off a of name and merit alone, you know, it just goes to show he probably didn't have any ideas for this damn thing either, but he wanted to try his hand at it again. And I can understand goes- you get the... Oh, go on. No, my bad. Finished. You're good. I mean, I can understand. If you get the itch to do it, fine. Go for it. But at the same time, it's like, don't expect too much because you probably told all that need to be told. Hell, Scream should have stopped after the second one. 
when it was mm-hmm. Billy Loomis's mom. They didn't yeah. even know what the hell they were doing with the third one. Yeah, like true. the third one was like what Sydney's mom's ex lover or boyfriend, some some shit. And even then, it didn't make any sense. Hmm. So you know. Do you think a lot of horror movies now are are missing the unnecessary tits and ass aspect of them? Because honestly, let's think about it. The 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 Jason movies really only live off the concept of like people were fucking and then they got murdered. Like that's that's every, that's every death up until the plot kind of kicks back in again, right? Usually, but you know, are yeah. we talking like Pam Voorhees doing the job or are we talking about Jason? I'm just talking about the series in general. Like to, cuz to me like this is what happens when when you have that many movies to me, these horror things. The sum of the movies is almost like pointless. You oh, know, because wow. like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like that, that's one thing that I think that kind of bothers me about the Halloween stuff. Like, I know that with there's new ones coming out and they're going to try to get back on track and whatever. Who fucking cares? No one cares, dude. No, so, not, not at all. So, like, that I think to me is why, like, even that idea of the icons, because to me, like, Chucky's far more uh, iconic. Like, well, he's got the, a series coming. Yeah. But, like, the thing is by far, by far way more iconic if you look at fucking, that it could literally be anything. Mm. You know what I mean? And there was little um, to no real explanation. Right, exactly. Like, it just kind of happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Icons. Yeah. Well, icons like I funny. said, it's, it's kind of like it deals upon people. You know what I mean? And what they're exposed to most of the time. Hell, I mean, some people... Um, you know, like you said about Puppet Master, a lot of people love the Puppet Masters. Yeah. When I mentioned Demonic Toys, chances are they probably won't think about Demonic Toys until they see, like, Baby Oopsie or something, you know? And which right. Baby Oopsie just had a movie come out not too long ago. So I'm glad yeah. to see that Charles Brand is still working on maintaining, you know, his legacy. And that's really cool. Yeah. One of my favorites is uh, Doll Man versus the Demonic Toys. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's that fucking was sick. Funny. Love it. The whole filming location is like one fucking warehouse that you that they own. So the movie costs nothing to make, and they just had yeah. like animatronic puppets just blowing up every day. It was fucking great. <laughs> and the thing is, they did all their framing and everything right, and it was all like a sequel to like four movies they made previously. Like yeah. that was what was awesome about that. Like it was, it was literally like the like Full Moon Entertainment was the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fucking like thirty years before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was even a fucking concept. Like all those movies were at some point tied together, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of amazing. And I don't know. I, that kind of just sucks. Like talking about that kind of makes me kind of sad because like I love horror movies and. uh there's really not, there's not many to like kind of hang your hat on, right? Like nowadays, I yeah. don't think so. I mean, some people talk about The Conjuring. Some people talk about A Quiet Place. What do you think, Al? Um, I actually did watch The Quiet, um, the Quiet Place. It was okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. I didn't really see the need for a second one, but you know, that's just my decision. Like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of getting to a point where it's like, okay, you make a good horror movie. We don't need a sequel to it. Just make another one. Just make a different movie. Yeah. Just something more unique. Like, 
<clears throat> I just don't think like A Quiet Place ever needed a sequel, and I can't believe there was one. Well, the funny thing is about that too. Like, I don't consider A Quiet Place a fucking horror movie. No, it's more like, suspense, but yeah, it's and it's it's more like a family drama. It's not even like it's like the family drama, but if the if like the drama the family is facing is like, just happens to be a monster, like. To me, it's no different than, like, if the family in A Quiet Place is just, like, the mom from Mrs. Doubtfire, and it's inverted, and, like, the monsters are Mrs. Doubtfire, so why the mom doesn't want him around anymore is, like, that dad being a complete fucking weirdo, right? Like, it's just about this outside force that could potentially corrupt and break the family. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, but to me, it's, like, a Quiet Place to me, I don't even think would be a, a horror movie. And I saw like that last Conjuring on HBO Max, right? Yeah, how do I? And it was it's passable, you know. It's it's better than most. So like, it's also James Wan. So it's like, of course, it's gonna kind of be better than most. But then again, like you said, down to the director, it's hit or miss, right? Because in that same universe is like that La Llorona movie that was fucking terrible, mm. you know. The Annabelle movies are hit and miss. Um, the Nun. Right, yeah, The Nun. Fucking, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's funny to kind of think about the modern scape of horror movies. Like Al said, like, they all just get lost. They get lost, and, and there's so many to watch now that they're fucking pumped out. One I really did like was Willy's Wonderland, but to me, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's not even a horror movie. It's whatever Nicolas Cage wants. So basically, it's not going to see the movie for the movie. It's just dealing with Nicolas Cage, huh? But it's fucking great. He's beating up, like, possessed evil animatronics. It's fucking awesome. But it's not a horror movie. Yeah. You know? I like to think Nicolas Cage's uh, life is a horror movie. Oh, well, he did uh, yeah. make that Ghostbuster. I mean, not Ghostbuster. Yeah, I would love to see Nick Cage in Ghostbusters. But I would But he yeah, did make sick. that. Yeah. You know what? It's like, um, yeah, he should have been in the new Ghostbusters. That would have been pretty cool, actually. Yo, you know, if like, Nick Cage was in Ghostbusters, you wouldn't even need the other Ghostbusters. You just need fucking Nicolas Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Yeah. Hey, actually, Ghost Rider 2, yeah. Well, you know, after Ghost Rider 2, there ain't no coming back. Literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider 2 was wee, wee boy. Oh my god, I hate that movie. <laughs> it's like... Loud, like loud, exciting, and fucking terrible at the same exact time. I don't know how to explain it like that, but the first action scenes was were kind of good, cool. But and then like the, the spirit of vengeance is just like what? Like it... the action scenes are cool, and then you're like, but what the fuck am, the I, fuck watching? am I watching? Like, it's a cartoon? What is this shit? Oh, man. Like, yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, which one would you like better? That one or Elektra? Oh, I'll watch. Dude, I'll watch fucking. I'll watch all the Ghost Rider movies back to back over Elektra. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's the way I look at it because in the early 2000s, that was always like the lower tier for my, uh, my uh, <laughs> ranking section. I was like, is it, is it better than Elektra? Yeah, is it bad or is it Electra bad? Yeah. Yeah, no, man. God, that, that that movie, you know what, like I said, that story for another time. reason why I bring that up is because um, I haven't seen Venom yet, but not Venom 2, I mean. But um, I'm going to wa- rewatch Venom, and I'm going to rate Venom for the Monster Fest, and then I'm going to go see the sequel. Huh. I don't, I, that too. 
I'm so like apprehensive about the new Venom movie. Well, why? What's going on? Uh, I, I don't know. I uh, just, uh, I don't know. Andy Serkis could direct it ass naked, and I don't think I'd even care. But I forgot he was even directing it. Someone was like, "But Andy Serkis is making it." And I'm like, "All right, and uh, doesn't fucking mean shit to me." Um, hey, don't you just love it though? Like that's the calling card right there for any director. Like e- even we do it too. Like you know, hey, that's James Wan. Hey, that's Darren Aronofsky. Hey, that's the yeah. mayor. You know, it's like, and then people yeah. are like, "Oh, did you, you know, I had the same experience with fucking watching Tenet." Yeah, yeah. I like, watched. I watched Tenet. And somebody was like, yeah, but if you watch it backwards, it's, it makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, the problem the problem is, dude, I'm not fucking insane, and I'm not going to watch it backwards. You know? Like, you're either going to fucking Back to the Future 2 me with this and, like, amaze me, which doesn't even take much when you think about Back to the Future 2. But if you can just make it entertaining, I'll be fine. Tenet was not only fucking boring, it wasn't even confusing, it was just badly thought out. And then people thought that, like, like people thought it was genius. Like I'll give you a trick. You guys like so if you if you want to multiply any number by nine, right? So like any number between between one and ten and by nine, you can actually do it on your hands without getting any answer wrong. So you could just you count like you know whatever. It's a, it's a fucking sequence, right? So that's how the movie feels to me. Like watching something like Tenet, but that's what you're saying too. Like we do that with horror movies a lot with directors, and we go, oh, but you know. Conjuring 3, it's James Wan, and it's technically better than most horror movies that are like this, where they're possession movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, see, sometimes it's like this. Uh, do we just go into that whole little fanboying kind of way, or do we pay attention to the quality of the movie and be like, you know what, there's something there that was missing, or something a little off, or it just wasn't good to me like it was good to everybody else. You know, it's sequences like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, as I say what I say about Wishmaster 4, this could be somebody's uh, inspiration to filmmaking. God knows what it would be, but, you know, it's nothing to do with me. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you say that, and that's actually kind of true. Because, I mean, you don't know how something will inspire somebody to make something else. I mean, you look at Tarantino's whole career is inspired by B-movies or C-movies from the 70s. Exactly. You know, and he's made, like, a shit ton of classic movies. So it's like, I mean, it just kind of depends. I think you have to know, you have to know that what you're watching is inherently cheesy. Yeah, I mean, and and as it should be, like, you know, John Carpenter's vampires, I mean, like, they didn't stick to the mythos of how to kill vampires, I mean, you know, but it was still a pretty good popcorn flick. I mean, From Dust Till Dawn is is that same thing, too. Like, From Dust Till Dawn, outright out of the gate knows exactly what it fucking is, and I think that's what movies are missing now. I think movies, movies, especially horror movies, try to, <clears throat> you can have layers, I think, but, like, I feel like forcing layers upon a movie just kind of makes it stupid. So, for me, that's my biggest frustration with a lot of modern horror movies. You know, like, what was that fucking movie, Midsummer? Did you ever see Midsummer, guys? Yeah. Midsummer to me, was probably one of the most fucking overrated pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, hey, but, but Florence Hugh, you know? <laughs> Yeah, fucking Black Widow. And uh, so, like, I saw Midsummer, and halfway through, I just started, like, laughing. Because, like, everyone in that movie is an absolute moron, right? The, the writing is so bad, it makes everybody in the movie just look like an idiot. 
And then it, it did a good job. You see this coping mechanism though of people like calling it great. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a bad movie. People are like, no, but it's it maybe it's intentionally bad. Like, no, no, no. Maybe you just like hereditary a lot. And maybe Midsummer sucks. Think about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm but saying? You see, the funny part about that is, is that people aren't even going to go that far. They're just going to be like, oh, my God, <laughs> this movie was so good and so great. Yeah. And then they won't give you a reason why it was great or, like, what was the enjoyment of it. And then at the end, she was so empowered. And I was like, well, you fuck off. Right. I hate that shit. You know, there's been plenty of movies like that. You know, there was this one movie that I rated last year, and it dealt with this person that moved to this... um this complex i think it was called room 211 if i'm not mm. mistaken but the thing is when she was in that complex little did you realize she managed to get an affordable place on the hollywood strip because she was in a section where it was a cult and see the thing is she got involved in the cult and she stayed in the cult but then eventually she started to break out as like people were reminding her what her life was like beforehand and it wasn't that bad of a life but you know, she wanted to get away from living under her father and under his strict rules. And that's what that was. But you see, like when she broke out of that cult and stuff, then she was empowered and everything. But nobody talks about that movie. The crazy thing is, it sounds like that movie is about the Nixium casting agency. It might be. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, see, and that's kind of cool. I think that you think that's where like the surprise of like, so let's go to directors again about horror concepts like get out right, right is probably one of the rare times a movie and its concept and how it executes it is like perfect right mm-hmm. so like when you try to force the same kind of like trippiness you get something like us which is just definitely nowhere fucking close to get out oh, hell like no. us is all right but it's not as deep as people try to like cope in their mind with it being because it just happens to be that director. Right? Like, yeah. Do you think that's like a current? That's like a, the probably one of the most recent examples, especially in horror films where people just kind of came out of the movie going like trying to find it to be good, even though you know it wasn't good. Like how we talked to like John Carpenter's vampires. John Carpenter knows exactly what he was doing. Exactly. You know, like they live is super cheesy, but he knows exactly what he was doing. And body bags too, but you know right. it's like, right. or like he knew what he was doing when he made um, when he made um, or he was involved in um, Halloween three because it was supposed I mean, to be even, like something different every time Halloween rolled around. Fucking uh, what is it? Escape from L.A. Yes, right. Like that's absolute cheese, and it's like a throwback to cheese. Mm-hmm. That's like that was completely acceptable in like the eighties. I mean, when you have Isaac Hayes as, like, the guy who's pretty much running the whole prison, which mm. is New York City. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. that was just class, man. I just loved all that. That that movie was amazing. Not to mention you had a very, very British president, didn't you? So, yeah, the mm. rules are no more. But, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, True. But but going back to like um, what we were saying earlier, um, it's like you, you can't see Get Out. I mean, you can have expectations for the next movie, but to be fair, you're kind of hurting yourself at that point 
because every yeah. movie should stand on its own anyway. And us, mm-hmm. if anything, nice follow up. But no, it doesn't have to be on the same pillar of, um, you know, Get Out. Get Out came out at the right time during a moment of uncertainty, and then like nobody thought that Jordan Peele, who was a comedian at the time, could be a director. But then as soon right. as that stuff clicked and it did it right, and God knows how many rewrites it went through. Then all of a sudden he became involved with the whole Twilight Zone hosting and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the whole like fucking what is it, HP Lovecraft universe on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. And even yeah, then that I, show didn't come back, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. I, but I think that's another the case too. Like I tried to watch that and I understand like what the motive was. Like, and this is where you're talking about too, like it's it's the puppet versus the puppet master, right? Like, no pun intended about what we were talking about earlier, but the studio thought they had some sort of, like, social justice agenda outside of trying to make it good to begin with. So, like, when you're watching that, I forget what that what it was even called. Lovecraft Country, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Um, There's, like, these ham-fisted concepts out the gate. Like, before you even get what the story is, it's just trying to, like, force-feed you like what the what the flavor of 2020 was you know and you're just like yeah but get out didn't do this though like get out took its time you know to to lay the like every story needs to take time right regardless of what it is yeah whatever the bigger narrative concept is and i feel like that's i don't know maybe that's why that's probably why Stuff like Candyman stands the test of time. I think even in the 90s, it was overlooked. But I think especially to minority audiences, stuff like that really stood out when they looked back at it. Tales from the Hood is like more popular now than it was when it came out. Oh, indeed it is. And it you also know? had uh, two other sequels that came out, too. Like yeah. A lot of people don't talk about Tales from the Hood 3, but Tales mm-hmm. from the Hood 2, they do talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's it's one of those kind of things. And... um you know, it's, it's like what strikes a chord because there's like the people we name drop. OK, they're in that yeah. circle right now. But there's yeah. lots of other directors and creators just like you and me and Alan to a point. I can see him directing something. But porn for me. Uh, I don't know. Well, I didn't say any of that, Marco. You did. But the point well, Alan did say the... his favorite horror movie was Bone starring Snoop Dogg. Yeah, but he didn't sure. say it was boned. Anyway, oh, oh. Nice. hey, hey, it's my network. I'm due for one. Anyway, nice. get out. I'll take here. No, hey, I'll I'll walk myself out, man. That kind of hurts. You understand? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lock up when y'all are done. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I'm go. The floor. Sure. Yeah. I gotta go lay down. <laughs> yeah, that that that. Wow. Ooh. Oh man, I better go drink some of this bold ginger ale. Uh, speaking of which, by the way, it does bite you back when you drink it. Uh oh. Get a bargs, <laughs> good sir. A uh, bargs. Yeah. Bargs no, is that... Yeah. Hey, bargs yeah. is great. Hey, bargs is fucking good, dude. Yeah, no yeah. I can't, I can't knock that. Love bargs. What's better, bargs or A and W? Bargs, dude. Hell yeah. Ain't no comparison. Um, Uh-oh, here we go. What, what's uh, up, Al? Let's, come on, man. Well, it, dep- 
It depends. Is it the AW you get at the restaurant or is it the AW you get out of the can? Because oh, out of the can. Out of okay, the... okay, it's can, dude. But for one thing, yeah, yeah. See, if it's fountain, then that's different. I've never gone yeah. to a restaurant that has bars on tap. Just so you know. Uh, we actually, I do know one. It was um. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I thought I did. I'm like, wait, did Culver's do it? No, they have their own. Never mind. Well, well there is yeah. this pizza place around here in Delaware that does, but you know, oh shit. It's... Very nice. Oof. You just didn't go Burger King have it for a while, or they have mug? Huh? Didn't Burger King have barks for a while? Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah usually, yeah, yeah, they have barks. Yeah, like KFC would be the one that has mug. Yeah. Yes. Mug. Mug is terrible. Uh, it goes flat quick. I'll, I'll let you know. That's what I told her, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, like, you had a slow leak oh. anyway, pal. Uh, yeah, speaking I, of... <laughs> I guess you can have a little double dribble there, you know what I'm saying? Well, you gotta leave your mark somehow. Mm-hmm. I like to leave a trail of where I go. Well, of course you do, man. That's how you ended up here. So when I, I like to the... leave a treasure map, good sir. No, like a, yeah, they pull the black light out, like I'm playing Condemned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta let people know the trail of where you go at all times. It's gotta look just like the scene of uh, Kitchen Nightmares or what's that one that Gordon Ramsay tried to do, Hotel Hell? Oh my god. Looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. It's like Bar Rescue? Yeah, oh my god. You know, I thought Bar Rescue, That's a good show. Which, by the way, we gotta reunite and actually talk about those reality shows sometime. Yes. Because they kind of destroyed entertainment, too. So, I mean, they kind of brought us back from a certain point of view, but at the same time, we kind of built the whole Running Man universe with that. Just saying. Yeah. Reality TV has its in for sure. Because, like, that was, like, a dystopian future thing, right? Like, fucking imagine a show that's not even scripted. It's just, like, a bunch of trash live. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's everything now. Oh, yes. Like, there, there's a show where they literally, like, bid over what people left in their storage because they couldn't afford to pay it anymore. Uh-huh. Think about that. That's, that's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I'd rather watch a show where somebody kicks a dog in the head than watch somebody go through their personal belongings they couldn't afford to keep anymore. And they go, who wants the picture of this uh, Chinese guy's family? And you're like, what? What the fuck is this? Like, why are we doing this? And the guy's like, I do. 200 bucks. And you're like, why? What the fuck are you going to do with that? Oh, you know? man. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Sarah McLaughlin, what the hell are you doing here? Well, because of what Marco said. And then she starts playing. I'm like, oh, fuck. Get, get us out of here. Go to commercial quick. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Where did she go? Outside of that commercial, that was it. Like, no more music, just... Where'd she go? In the arms of... That's uh, where she went. Oh, no, God. We need, time, a, we need time to heal from that joke. Yeah, would it be insulting if, like, every time you went to go put your dog down, they just played that song in the background? Oh, my so, God. Like, so a vet would have that song, like, on repeat 24-7? Yeah, or, like, when you leave after putting your dog down, they give they give that to you like they give you a lollipop and a copy of that on like a CD as a single. Well, well that, that the just dog, shows you're a sucker, then. Yeah. See. No, I, I mean, if you if they were putting down the dog and that's all they're hearing, I'm wondering if the owner would be like, "Hey, if I pay you fifty dollars more, could it be two for one?" 
Because I'd rather I'd rather go too if I have to hear that song on my way home. Oh, yeah, man. here's my here's my parrot. He's fine. You can just blow him up. I mean, once again, that's like Greta Thunberg showing up to tell you that you ain't doing shit for the environment, and it's like, damn woman, I know. Leave me alone. Yeah, the cool thing is, is like Greta Thunberg is for sure like a horror movie icon. Well, I know she's kind of a Democratic Party plant. I know that much. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like, anyone who's that young and looks that pissed off is going to grow up to be, like, a fucking monster of a person. Well, she's over 18 now, and I can only see, like, nothing but trouble coming in. Because she did the one that says, how dare you? How dare you? Now it's blah, blah, blah. I noticed that she... She shows up at these damn moments to do these things, but people are always like, this is what Greta Thunberg has to say. I'm like, so you're just making a meme out of this girl. Like, you can't even let a fucking kid into a movie theater unaccompanied, right? When she was, like, first showing up on the scene. How the fuck did she get into congressional meetings by herself? Her mom and dad. But, like, you can't just drop off your kid at a fucking congressional, uh, like, a court, where you can just go sit in on fucking public court cases. Like, you can't, like... It doesn't fucking work yeah, like that. Like, how the fuck did she end up yeah. at the UN? Like, yeah, if my kid annoyed me, I don't care where she be he dropped off. You gotta go. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, those parents are like, "Look, dude, you want to go bitch with somebody? Go bitch over there six hours. I'll come get you tomorrow." Pick you up later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure if anything, they were probably sitting right out there getting all that American money cred and all, you know, saying, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, hey, we'll ride this one for a while. Yeah, yeah. That was like the only girl Epstein at these conventions wasn't trying to talk to. Possibly. He was like, yeah, that chick is a drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yo, it's like it's it's amazing to see these news networks ride really you know, like I said before, and I think I said this on a J Man show episode and I probably have. I don't really need to make a horror movie. I live in one. Cause all yeah. the crazy shit that goes on Yeah every time. And it's like it, it doesn't have to be in the real world, it can be in the digital, it can be in anything nowadays, where you see like all this stuff is just the fuckery continues. Yeah. Yeah. And then other um, e artists like us, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn! Like all the stuff that they do and go through, and well, I can only imagine. I'm gonna see some more wild stuff when I'm out there in San Diego, uh, hanging around you guys. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like, fuck, you okay? Yeah. Like especially when what? people don't get jobs when they're not 25 anymore or some shit. I mean, like, I, and you know they're still beautiful as hell. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's uh, it's just. Yeah, it's a sick fucking dude. I, I, we had just gotten done shooting dinner and drinks, right? So I just got done directing, and we're sitting there with the actors. And one girl came in to help, and she was going to be. She had written an episode that was supposed to follow up to it um, after it went to this film festival, and then we were all just like having drinks and dinner after the shoot, and she starts like crying. This blonde girl, right? Attractive, typical actress, blonde girl, very nice, very sweet. Yeah, and we're all just like, "Whoa, what's going on there?" And she's like, "I can't fucking believe it." She's like, "I just turned thirty, and I just know this is probably the last thing anyone's going to even see my face in. I'm going to be way too old to be in anything anymore." I'm thinking to myself, "What? Like, yeah, who 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 makes these fucking rules?" 
Yeah, so I just told her, I said, hey, you should cheer up. And she goes, why? I said, because Angelina Jolie's goblin eight years, and they still fucking put her corpse up and shit. For real, yeah. Like, you'll be fine. You know, but that's a real thing. Like, women have fucking breakdowns in that industry. You know, it's why, like, you look at any movie and, like, remember, like, in every movie for a long time, Catherine Zeta-Jones was the wife to a fucking super old man before she actually married one? Yeah. Like, that that was, like, atypical. Like, Hollywood thought like that. I mean, they still do, obviously, because even Aunt May now is fucking Marissa Tomei. And, you know? I mean, she is the right... She is the age of the character, but the thing about it is, you know... Yeah, they make the jokes about her because she's hot. Like, yeah. Foggy's whole fucking thing is he wants to bang Aunt May. Like, yeah, all right, cool, great. No, yeah, even though that never happened in the comics, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. But, she had, but but she's bangable, and we have to go ahead and hit her up with somebody. We couldn't do it, Tony Stark anymore. Up, uh, 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 next best thing. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, it's just I don't know. The industry is hilarious that way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only thing we could do is hope that we don't end up like them as we get where we need to be. I mean, because like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find a nice. Uh, distributor to really help us you know what i mean distributor used to have a good idea but oh my god distributor just fucked off man jesus christ but you know what i mean like if we can go ahead and come together like we're supposed to and the tribe stays focused we could be the new hollywood we could do things better than they could i think that's one thing that's happening a lot because like you realize that the fallout in la is real different you know, yeah. like, none of the studios are operating the way they were. And if you're, like, an independent creative, you can fucking outpace a studio in terms of content production. Yeah. You know? So. And it's funny, because right now online, people aren't demanding high-quality content. They're not. Not at all. And it's like, the the barrier to entry is so low nowadays that it's kind of fucking amazing to me. In that, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, I was going to say, but in you, if you think, like, in that climate, that's where horror, horror movies kind of started. Like, horror movies were always, like, the cheap, disposable thing to make, you know? But then, in that era of, like, middle 70s to, you know, now, the way it started was just, like, fucking... You know, you had, like, uh, Last House on the Left or I Spit on Your Grave. You know what I mean? Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. These things were, like, movies they just... Oh, here's fucking maybe a million dollars. You know. Go make one. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of amazing. That's the whole Sam Raimi story, right? Like, I think they only ended up spending, like, a couple of hundred thousand on Evil Dead, but it took them, like, the span of eight years to make it. Because they shot everything. Yeah. Um... And that's that fucking defined a career, you know, for Sam Raimi. And I feel like in in today's climate, you would think that horror movies would be fucking doing gangbusters, but I don't know. Like Al said, they're just now that they're so easily just distributed, quote unquote, to streaming apps. No one is like faced with any sort of box art. There's no like, there's no marketing. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's poster. Amongst a list of other posters for horror movies on Netflix to click on, 
Yeah, problem is though, they always try to make it seem like you gotta give an arm and a leg to get that stuff up on there. Of course, you know that's us talking about distribution. Yeah, and that's a whole other fucking. Yeah, that's that's a whole other monster for us to deal with. See what I did there? Uh-huh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's why I like a, that's why I like doing these kind of episodes too. I know it's different than a usual hangout, but you know, like I said, it's hey, it's the name of the show. That's what we do. And we should come together and talk more often, which is why we have state-of-the-art as well. Yes, very true. That's where that's where it gets wild. Buck wild. Buck nasty. <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Hey, while we're here, why don't you tell them about state-of-the-art, Marco? Well, uh, state-of-the-art is a, a completely collaborative podcast where everyone kind of gets their place to shine. Um, it features filmmakers, musicians, and Al. I think Al just disappeared. Oh, no, he, he's okay. He's okay. Just go on. Yeah. And uh, we get to kind of, we get to put our creative minds to every single potential topic. Uh, Next Dose, we just did the pilot, right? We just kind of put that up. We have a whole bunch of other content. We actually kind of predicted the R. Kelly sentencing like a week out. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, that was fucking crazy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's kind of an open forum. Like, obviously, kind of, it's a hub for us and kind of moderated by us. But it's for anyone who wants to kind of jump in on the wackiness. Because, like we've talked about before, most podcasts are kind of cliche at this point. And it's, it's we want to, like you said, we want to start making things that buck the norm. Kind of maybe even to relate to what we're talking about is old horror movie directors had to kind of rely on their skill set and what they could get away with. And that's kind of like how we make podcasts, right? Sure is. So that's kind of like that. So to tie into the Monster Fest horror theme, it's kind of what uh, <laughs> state of the art is like a podcast movie monster. Yep we uh, are we are modern day Frankenstein's, and this is yeah, what we for do sure. for sure, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, hey, man, it's about that time. The end of the show is imminent. So until next time, though, we will team up again. And it was good yeah. having you and Alan here for tonight's big special. This is the first Monster Fest. Well, yeah, first Monster Fest Hangouts episode. <laughs> Way to go yeah. on that one. My pleasure. <laughs> Had to get that applause in there. Anyway, um, hey, I'll catch you guys later. We will team up again soon. Uh, this is J-Man signing off along with Marco and Al. Laters. Bye.